Hey guys, welcome back, welcome back. It's Annette Harris, your certified mental health ambassador and host of this podcast, Mind Mending in the Net, distributed by Get Caught in a Net Incorporated. Remember to think of this experience as a net for your mind to mend. And please make sure you subscribe to Mind Mending in the Net on Spotify, Google, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast shows. And I want to thank you if this is your first time listening. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Come on in for this wonderful experience where my mantra is, everything starts in the mind. Listen, I'm going to have us to jump right in because this particular episode is going to be the second part of our series on physical health versus physical death. And my guest, um, I really don't want to call her a guest, but we were talking with Dr. Shirley Hill of MoFaith Nutritional Services. And in the first episode of the series, we actually just kind of chit-chatted with her about her background um, being a natural food hygienist. And it was a very uh, great and informative session. We wanted to continue on because we want to give you a few nuggets um, in what goes into um, an individual who becomes a natural food hygienist, what they focus on, and how this is even important to us. What does this even have to do um, with us uh, mentally? Um, how can we promote positive mental health and relate it back to our physical body? So without further ado, why don't you take a listen to this second episode with Dr. Shirley Hill? Yeah, it is very mind-blowing. My mind is blown over here listening to this. Uh, it, 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 it's amazing. Um, and we can train, retrain um, ourselves um, our minds, remember guys, I said, everything starts in the mind, um, you know, to, to make sure that we, we benefit, uh, you know, from that and, and listening to what you say, this is, whoo, this is deep. Okay. So this is how you got started. Right. And, 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 you know, you're, you're telling God, okay, you really wanted to learn how, or what, what was going on there and how you can help. Um, I actually admire um, that prayer, if, if you will, um, from you because you, you had um, you, you saw the need and you wanted to do something about it. Many have seen the needs of, of individuals and just going about their way. You know what I mean? And don't even, um, you know, try to help. And obviously, uh, unfortunately, a few of those individuals, um, as you have mentioned, those experiences, um, things weren't done to, to help to, um, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. Now, I, I'm going to scratch that. Never mind. Um, but it is, it is, it is good for, for, um, you know, someone to say, okay, I, I want to do something to help. Um, you know, to usually we think that, that we are helpless, that there is nothing that we can do uh, to change. You know, how what is it that you can do 
how does your mind tell you that you can help somebody that has cancer or you can help help somebody uh, prevent them from dropping dead from a stroke or dropping dead from a heart attack? What is it? it, it the One of the things that I'm so thankful for is that my mother wanted me to be a nurse. Oh. My mother was a nurse, which I didn't know until I got grown. Oh, okay. <laughs> only one in, in, in uh, that generation that went to college and she went to nursing school. Hmm. And so she wanted me to be a nurse. I never knew why uh, because I didn't know the background. I didn't know that it, it's what she went to school for and it was what she had wanted to do. Well, I couldn't stand, remember, when I went to the hospital, I, I would almost pass out. Right, right. My head would start swimming. I would get deathly ill. Sometimes they'd even have to take a chair and sit me down. Interesting. And so, you know, you don't want a nurse passing out. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she's operating or she uh, has a needle in your arm drawing blood and she faints because she can't stand the sight of blood. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't make me feel too good at that point, you know? <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's where I was. And I believe that God had me right there so that I would not go in another direction. Because if I had become a nurse or if I had gone further and become a doctor because I'm excessive like that, then there's nothing. I would be like one of these doctors that that says um, that says, oh, oh, that stuff. You know, that stuff doesn't work. It doesn't mean anything. No, you need some medication and you need to be on it for the rest of your life, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I had to help a doctor that was like that. He was, oh my gosh, this man, and uh, and he, he and his wife, they were young. I, they were like, probably, we were all like probably in our late 30s, maybe about this time. Um... Dr. Hunnett sent me down there uh, to see about this gentleman. He was a nuclear cardiologist. Mm. He was the, he was, uh, he had an office and they lived in the wealthiest uh, part of Florida where the, where movie stars and the very wealthy, where they retired. Okay. They had a mansion down there. And he had a clinic and he had, this is gonna sound absurd and ridiculous and it's gonna sound like a lie, but I promise you he had a thousand patients. Wow. Which meant that he, and, and, and he had a clinic, so he, there were other doctors and nurses and all of that. And uh, he st- they, would, they would almost lived in the clinic, so all they ate was, um, processed meat, mm-hmm. you know, sandwiches, deli sandwiches. Ah. They, they, you know, they, they always had deli sandwiches set up in their waiting room and the whatever. All you had to do was walk by, grab your sandwich and, you know, chow down. And so he found himself with a brain tumor. Mm. And uh, the brain tumor he had was glioblastic multiforma number four. So then that four was, you know, that was the biggest 
and all of that. Not the biggest, but the uh, last stage. And so um, this brain tumor was the kind that you did not recover from. It could not be removed or they didn't remove it because it said within two months or less, it would have grown back and grown back bigger than it was before they removed it. And so it was always the death sentence, right? Mm -hmm. And so I remember uh, I'm saying to him, you know, when I, I gave him a consultation. That's one of the first things I did when I got down there. I asked him about his meals, what he was eating, this, that, and the other. Quickly identified these nitrates in, in this processed meat that he was eating all day, every day because it is specific to brain tumors. Mm -hmm. And so uh, his wife laughed and she said, uh, she laughed after a few days because he was bedridden and all the, the uh, what do you call them? Um, Lord, uh, not lawyers, Lord Jesus, uh, insurance agents. All of these insurance agents were coming in and they were having signed his papers and they were doing this, that, and the other. And uh, he was bedridden, he couldn't even get out of the bed. And then a couple of days after eating raw, maybe three days after eating raw, he came bounding down the stairs. They had this like spiral staircase, beautiful home, beautiful baby grand piano um, in the dining living area just beautiful and uh, he came skipping down those stairs and uh when it, it frightened me because i was like you shouldn't be doing that you know get out of bed a couple of days ago you should not be running up and down the stairs he said i'll be back he when i get back i want to eat so he went to breath he went for a walk i don't know how long he walked but he came back and he sat at the table and we were eating and he said, uh, he said, do you believe I can live? I said, I absolutely believe you can live. He said, well, you and I are the only ones that believe I can live, so you gotta stay <laughs> So, Oh, wow. Uh, I watched, now remember that I said in three days, he was out of the bed and skipping and running up and down the stairs, right? Correct. And that he was walking his miles that he had been walking um, previously when he was thought he was healthy, when they were saying that he was healthy. And that was only after three days of eating raw. Hmm. And three days of eating raw. And I mean, he did such a miraculous turnaround, just like this other young man. So much so, tell you know, his um, his counterparts had called all of his clients, his patients, and told them that he had died. Oh, my. Yes. They told them that he had died and that, uh, you know, and, and, and they offered themselves as, you know, their doctor. You know, I can, I can service you. Hmm, interesting. And, uh, and it was, you know, it... It was something, but I promise you, in like two months, we gave a we gave a, an event for him. 
uh, and everybody thought that it was an uh, 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 memorial. They thought that it was a memorial for his death, right? Really? I, I went, yes, yes. I went out and I walked to I walked to his all of the offices, all of the doctors that were supposed to be his friends, that were his comrades, whatever. I, I went around for miles with invitations to invite these people to uh, this event. They all thought he was dead. They all thought he was dead. I was thinking. <laughs> and uh, they came to this memorial <laughs> and they would be coming in the door. So some of them thought if he was alive, they thought he'd be in a wheelchair and he would be um, incoherent. And so, and I was so tickled. I really enjoyed standing at the door because they would come in all sad and crazy and and so um, they would start talking about Doc, and I would say, there he is. I said, he's standing right there. He's standing right over there in his Armani suit with his whatever kind of shoes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Dressed all expensive and looking good. <laughs> really? Yeah. And he gave, he gave a speech at the end. He was hilarious. And, uh, and, and people, they were just absolutely amazed and astonished. Wow. At, you know, at the turnaround and, the, and what had gone on. But now let me show you the flip side of that. I came home to my goddaughter's um, transition, her, her um, funeral, um, you know, just to make a claim. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was gone a weekend when I came back he was walking around he had this gait he was walking he couldn't lift his head hmm. he couldn't lift his head or turn his head um, he was real foggy and real and I, I, I said I said what happened I said what what did you all feed him you know what is, what is he eating what is this and so their houseboy, their houseboy, he slipped me a breath spray. This breath spray was um, one of the products that his wife sold by this particular company. And he said uh, they, make, they would make him use this breath spray whenever he went out or whenever someone came over, you know, to meet or whatever. I read the ingredients, the ingredients, it had, it had at least three brain poisons in it. The breath spray. The breath spray. It had at least three brain poisons in it. And I, and I, I, I told, uh, I said to uh, the wife, I said, I need to find a hospital. I said, I need to find somebody that can help him. I need to do it now. And, um, they had not been very cooperative at first because their mantra, you know, their mantra was, thank you for coming, but we know he's going to die. And so, um, wow. so I, got, I think MD Anderson is, uh, I found a doctor there and we went to, uh, to MD Anderson. And uh, this is what they told him. They said, oh, we can remove the tumor. They said, uh, we're going to use radiation to shrink it and then we're going to remove it. They said, but 
this is what's going to happen. You will never hear your voice again. Mm. You will not be able to walk. Um, you will not be able to, and I already said, hear your voice again, so that not be able to speak. And you most certainly will not be able to go back into your clinic. And so he said, I don't care. I don't care. Just get this thing out of my head. And so that's what they did. They oh. removed it. And uh, the, the hilarious thing was, they told us, when we walked in there, they told us, they said you could hear him hollering and screaming all over that ward and all over that hospital. Because he had been told that you would never, he would never hear his voice again. Yes, ma'am. No, I just said that's interesting because, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> is this where this concept of the food as medicine um, comes in? Exactly what it is. Food is medicine or it is your poison, as you can see. Those three chemicals that were in there, remember we're talking about chemicals because what caused the tumor was the nitrates that he was eating and the processed meats all day and every day. Mm-hmm. And then what caused the reversion, the undoing of everything that had been done um, after he began this process was, were the three chemicals that were in that breast spray. Well, those three chemicals are in, uh, are in um, diet pops, they're in a diet uh, they're in diet products, they're in dietary products, and they diet dietetic products, and uh, and they're in they're in uh, sugar-free products. Okay. Those same three chemicals, and and then remember that they attacked the brain. They attacked his brain, and they uh, reversed everything that had been done. Over uh, a weekend. Over a weekend. Wow. Over a weekend. Yeah. And so... Um, That's scary. It is scary. It is scary because we have... Uh, I've got to... I need to um, finish a conversation that I was having with the mother, her daughter, uh, her child, uh, just had a seizure. And uh, it was probably the third, the child was six years old. And so it was the third one, um, I believe it was the third one that she said the child had had, but it's over a period of years. And, uh, and so they're getting ready to take her back to get all the tests and all of these things done to see if they can get to the cause. Uh, but I, I asked her this, I said, was the child put on a special uh, diet? I said, did, did they give you a list of things that she should not eat and that she could eat? Those things that uh, you would need to remove from her diet? She said, no. Mm. And so I said, okay, then what I need to, then what you need to do, what needs to be done is that you have to identify, go through that diet and identify those things, anything, identify anything that has, uh, that is toxic to the brain cells. Right, anything okay. That is toxic to the brain cells. And so then before 
before you do anything like surgeries or you go anything like uh, steroids, medications, all of those things that the child will have to be on for the rest of her life. And I'm not talking against medicines. I, uh, I'm just talking about the food. That, I'm talking about the medicine that has no side effects, no adverse side effects. There you go. Okay. Yeah. And so um, that's what I need to tell her because we've been corresponding over a few days. And you know me, I have a consultation, so I have to stop talking, you know, and I have to stop uh, conversing and handle that. And then, you know, and then it's a while before I get back to her. But that is one of the things that I'm going to tell her. First, identify, before you do anything drastic, identify, uh, go over with the foods that she's eating with a fine tooth comb and uh, see if there is anything there that causes seizures. Because she's not on medication. Yeah. Medication. Mm. And uh, and so then uh, that's always the first place you start. It is always because we have over three thousand chemicals in our food supply, and uh, five of them that are that is okay by FDA to be in that food supply in everyday food. The five of them are, are toxic to the brain. Oh, my goodness. See, this is all kind of stuff that we we need to know. (laughs) Um, But it's also stuff that we need to take time out to listen to because it's not like, you know, we don't have resources such as yourself, you know, to, to inform us of this. We sometimes we just need to stop and 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 listen and, and just take in what you're saying um we would be the better for it well thanks for joining us for part two of this series physical health versus physical death and i just want to say that i'm actually glad that dr hill did not go into um, studying to become a nurse and or a medical doctor i am fortunate and you are as well uh, to know someone that put their whole heart into learning about the chemistry of food so that she could explain it to us so that we could understand what what does it really mean what 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 we're consuming and how that has an effect on our physical bodies uh, on our organs every part of our body What we eat is so important, guys, and we just cannot continue consuming things that will harm us, that will cause the physical death. So thank you all so much for joining and listening in. I always encourage you that if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at mindmendinginthenet at gmail.com. Again, that's mindmendinginthenet at gmail.com. I do want to throw in here that if you are uh, desirous of reaching out to Dr. Hill of Mo Faith Nutritional Services, you can go to her website at www.mophethns.com. I will place that information in the verbiage of this podcast so that you can Uh, contact her directly 
And I still encourage you to please make sure you subscribe to this podcast. You can look for us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast shows. Type in Mind Mending in the Net. This is the place where everything starts in the mind. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care, guys.